Welcome to the Big Mike Fund Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the mic, starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlotnik, and today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome back MJ. Uh, we'll call, I'm going to call you with a good love, Dr. MJ, Mark Jackson. <laughs> Dr. Jackson, how are you, sir? I'm well, Mike. It's good to be on, man. Thanks so much for the opportunity to care and share again with the uh, Big Mike crew. Thank you very much, MJ, for coming in. And... Uh, for the audience, re- refresh us a little bit about you and your family. Uh, you live in Salt Lake City, and uh, I know your kids are grown up. And um, just tell a little bit about you and your family. Yeah, quite a treat. We've actually uh, five, uh, five children, four grandchildren now. Uh, my mom just celebrated her 80th birthday, so that was a lot of fun. Happy and birthday to her. God bless. Many years. Yeah, yeah it was quite a treat. Spent the whole week worth it. We had a lot of fun. And then the newest grandbaby is about to turn one. So I'll be traveling over to Charlotte to celebrate her first birthday. Congratulations and happy birthday to the baby. There wow. you go. It's a big family. <laughs> and growing. <laughs> it's growing. I remember your son graduated, I think, was it uh, one of the military schools? Was it West Point? Yeah. He went to West Point, yep, for several years, without a doubt. Really excited. It's an honor to see him get accepted and go through that rigorous process. That's great. Is he in the service now? I assume he's he's doing something with that. Or did no, he go? Sim- wrapped up. He's done his time at the academy, wrapped up all the post work and everything. And now he's in what is it? Private sector, I guess you would say. So That's great. Well, thank you for his service and however long he was in the service. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, investor comps. Just yeah. give the folks a little bit. It's an awesome product. It's a great platform. Uh, just give an overview. Of what is it used for? Typical use cases, uh, and then we'll we'll dive into the platform uh, sure, a little more. Sure, sure. Well, you know, my joy is that thing called divine intervention, where you actually get to point it in the direction of what you're supposed to do, and and live into it fully. So I was buying my first home a number of years ago. I was at the closing table and discovered the appraisal. This is why I was still working in corporate. And it just really resonated with me. I was, my background is in accounting, got a accounting degree. So the numbers, the square footage adjustments, all that really made sense. And then um, back then digital cameras were just coming out in the mid nineties. And I saw all the images on the paper taken with digital cameras. So There's just things that resonated with me. So a couple of years later, went to appraisal school, started an appraisal firm, sold that appraisal firm at the top of the market. And then I had lots of investors that wanted to be able to, analyze deals regardless of where they were um you know east coast west coast uh, south whatever the case may be the same way that we looked at deals because i would tell them not to do a deal based on functional obsolescence or not do a deal based on the number of new building permits in the area so really taking that valuation first approach to doing real estate from an appraiser's probably an investing appraiser's point of view. And that's what we created investor comps, where we could actually partner with a data partner that gives the same type of valuation data we use to establish market area analysis for single family real estate, small multifamily, things of that nature, but also be able to share 
the dynamics when it comes to the demographics and analysis of different market areas across the country. We now have clients not only domestically, but internationally that utilize investor comps so that they know and really gain that feeling of confidence and sense of control that they're going to make a profit when they buy on every single transaction. And we have a lot of fun being in that space. And uh, I just could, you know, I, get, I wake up and like, like most folks that are entrepreneurs, I get to, my work is my play. You know, you know, like I love to play golf and I'm a triathlon as well. But when it comes to my work, just the idea of analyzing a deal gets me, I mean, just juiced. It really, really does. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm the same way. Uh, <laughs> I like to look at deals. And uh, especially when you're making them happen, then you can engineer a good solution on a deal. So uh, that's a great overview for the investor comp, uh, comps. But the follow-up question, how yeah. is this different from a traditional appraisal and how is it different from Zillow? Right. So uh, literally, I got a call last night from a good friend. He's got a property. Um, I guess his family inherited from a, a older relative. Right. And he wants to sell. He doesn't know. You know, he doesn't know whether to list it on MLS, sell it that way. What is it worth? He's got a couple of neighbors approaching. He's afraid to underprice the property. Is he, should he list it through an agent? And uh, I mean, this is a little different. This is a it's kind of a sales, uh, an owner's sale pro uh, problem. Right. But on the other side, if you are serving the investor community, you're trying to tell them, is this a good price or not to buy? I mean, is there a on the site, a, a platform, hey, this is a good price to buy it for, this is a good price to sell it for, kind of in the bid and ask. Uh, is that a feature? I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm thinking out loud, totally. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So really, an investor comps is really great. You can actually be engaged to do just a one-off analysis. And in addition to that, we're there to support you. We have a complete support desk where you can actually ask questions so on and so forth uh, once you're part of the community. So if you're doing a one-off analysis, and let's just use your friend as an example. Um, even when you're talking about a home that's an inherited property, it's not just the idea of, okay, what's it worth? Because that'll get you in a world of hurt. It, it really, really will. Um, utilizing investor comps, you're able to see the transactions that have taken place in around that subject property as compared to its actual square footage, your built design appeal, and then estimating what you know about the condition of the property. So what we really wanna know is what is like the minimum, the acquisition value that someone will be looking at if they want to acquire that property um, because it's a distressed sale. Uh, but simultaneously, we want you're also able to see what is the full market value or after repair value of that property if, it's, if it was completely listed, completely renovated, ready to go on the market? So just looking at um, a, a site that basically is designed to create lead generation for real estate agents and mortgage brokers will get you in a world of hurt as compared to knowing what you really should acquire and or sell that property for and then what it would sell for if it was completely full and market rate. That's the beauty of investor comps. I mean, I could go into some of the details of what that data would look like, the different segments of it, but the main thing is knowing best acquisition value and after repair value. That, that's what really makes a difference when you're talking about serving or even figuring out what to do with uh, an example like an inherited property. That's, that's, that's a great response, MJ. 
Um, so can we continue this? How do you compare again to, to Zillow and other um, sort of, I guess, internet tools? Uh, you, 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 Zillow is sort of a, a listing platform. I guess you could list the property through, it, it picks up all the stuff listed on MLS and so on. Uh, you're different, but just, just, just for the sake of this clarity, what's the difference with Zillow? Oh yeah, absolutely. So here, here's the thing when you're actually going in and you, you, let's say you just do a one-off report, you pull that data back, what it really allows you to do. And what, this is really unique in terms of, cause you can kind of get in people's business. Okay. Um, which just made, you know, the more data you have, the sharper you are. One of the things I really enjoy about what we provide is let's just say, um, your friend has um, their property and they go on Zillow and they say, well, Zillow says it's $251,000. That's the value based on what the market activity is right now. Okay. Well, I get that address and I go in and I see that it's inherited property. Um, the, who was the parents that owned it? When did they acquire it? What did they pay for it? What was the original principal balance of their mortgage? Did they do any refis? Did they do a reverse mortgage on it? How much was a reverse mortgage for? What was the interest rate on it? I'm a dangerous individual. <laughs> you're <laughs> spying on them. You're, you're picking up all the data on the property. I've got, I mean, I'm a dangerous individual. And so is everyone that's in the community or that we have the opportunity to support when it comes down to now, your friend says, well, I saw on Zillow it was 251. Well, heck, you only owe $127,000 on the reverse mortgage that's there. Um, based on the condition, typically, the homes aren't necessarily maintained to market ready standards when there's a family member or someone that's getting ready to transition, that type of thing. So I can go in immediately and really make an offer that would allow the person to transition out of the property without having to do the extra work to make it market ready, but also explain why it's not comparable to that properties or those other properties that are out there on Zillow, whatever the case would be. So really kind of um, uh, just ask some questions that will allow them to, to really state what the value is for themselves rather than me just trying to convince them that it's a lower value, but it's the data that makes the difference. Yeah, I love it. I guess you're providing almost by name itself investor comps. Uh, you're providing the comps <laughs> to the investor to help them make, I guess, the sales pitch to the seller that uh, the price they, they should get for this property such and such because here are the comps and your property. Yeah, I mean, somebody passed away. They haven't touched the house in the last 20 years. The roof is old. This is all that's old. And you got to adjust for all this. Does your software, just curious. Yeah adjust for uh, per square foot approximate renovation. I mean, the whole thing is inflating so heavily and and um, in the good old days, you could say, hey, it's $20 a foot or whatever that number was, right? Yeah, you could yeah. you could estimate. Uh, now, I don't know if, even if you, anybody can because inflation of materials and labor and construction industry is substantial. I'm just yeah. curious if you have any kind of, any help or suggestion as part of the tool, hey, on this house without seeing anything inside, in general, assume it's 20 years from past, re past innovation. You'll have to spend X number of dollars on the, on the innovation. Does your software do anything like that? Right. So not in the software, but we have two really cool tools, one that is a manual and one that's essentially live. And so being an appraiser, uh, I looked at all the marketers across the country. We, all, we offer a uh, valuation adjustment platform. So when you're talking about 
um, the difference in square footage, the difference between having a fireplace, two fireplaces, having a pool, not having a pool, having two air conditioned systems versus one, having a carport versus a garage. We're constantly utilizing the uh, market adjustments for those different costs as it relates to each individual property. So that's a manual process that we offer that's right there, ready to go. The other is gonna be that we do have our support desk with live support. So if you're looking at the numbers and you're just not absolutely certain, uh, all the clients in the community can just submit a support ticket and we get feedback. In most cases, in real time, in most, if the longest would be about four hours is really where we had based on the volume that we get. But so valuation is one of those things that is, I know it's typically it's a moment in time when you're talking about doing an appraisal, but when you need to, when you need to act, you want to get real good feedback and be able to ask questions about, you know, what's going on in the market area or just something simple, a difference in square footage or difference in if I wanted to make an improvement to this property. Hell, we may even tell you what improvement to make or not to make. We get that all the time. You know, should I add a deck? Um, in some market areas, it's, you know, do I need to put a lanai around the pool or do I not need to put a, a lanai around the pool? So if there's a number of different things we do to guide folks within the investor comps community so they can truly be successful with the properties they're looking at. And in some cases we do, Mike, bulk stuff. I mean, right now uh, we're analyzing a portfolio of 74 houses. And so we go right in, look at the data, start banging them out one after another so that we know that we can make the right total offer on the property. So we had someone, they sent us a deal roughly, um, they said the value on it was $2.1 million. There's some income involved in that analysis as well. And so we basically were able to establish that they were pretty much right on. Now we still you know, made a little bit different offer on it because you always want to make a profit, you will buy, have some equity in it. But it allowed us, even on a large portfolio, for those that uh, may be looking at more than just one house at a time, we're right there to support them in that way. It, it, again, we wake up, my team and I, ready in an ongoing basis to analyze and support the single family real estate investor, whether it's a one-off deal or multiple deals. And then the other thing is we help with commercial too, because the demographic analysis that we do is vital and very, very transferable from single family to several types of commercial investments. So let's switch a little bit into that. Um, so on the commercial fronts, what kind of data do you offer? Um, demographics, um, population mm -hmm. growth, job growth, income, average income. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of a lot of projects, especially for feasibility sake, you know, if it's a, if it's a redevelopment or a ground up construction feasibility study it needs to take place you know self-storage or whatever it might be uh yeah. or what we you know we've been investing into a lot of hotels to multifamily and kind of um would you do a uh sort of a mini feasibility study um for on a given area or it's not you're not doing a study you're just providing demographics and feasibility studies a little bit beyond the scope yeah, the demographics is really going to be the data that comes on each and every report. We'll be able to determine how many people have moved into that market, how many people are moving out of that market. Is you know what's the population change in growth? We're also able to see changes in income growth. The other thing that we look at is really important is uh, the dynamic in terms of uh, what's happening in terms of job growth and job diversity. Um, you could have 
uh, job growth, but if it's only in one specific sector, that's an indicator that, you know, if, if that job or that thing changes, that market area changes, then you're going to have a challenge. So most recently, we just did a release of a portfolio and the, the, the buyer wanted some confidence that, you know, if we buy these properties in Huntsville, Alabama, um, and, you know, whatever good or bad stigma there is about just saying Huntsville, Alabama, um, without being there on the ground, you need to have those, those dynamics. Well, we demonstrated that there's a Google Fiber there. There's uh, Martin Marietta is there. Toyota has a plant and all its subsidiary uh, engagement there. There's two universities there. There's two uh, military bases there. So there's any number of things to show not only the job growth, but the diversity in that growth within the investor comps data. So that's the type of thing that not only supports the single family model, but also the analysis on commercial, depending on if you're doing uh, a hotel conversion or something like self-storage as well. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, these the demographic, the demographic uh, data uh, in, in the uh, employers and the, as you said, diversity of the job market is pretty critical it makes a big difference in the smaller markets i mean i don't know you, you, I'm, by the way i'm thinking about this you go into town where uh you know it's an oilers town and and now the, the whole country is moving to green energy it might have an impact if, if that yeah oil production shuts down i mean that's oh. a big impact but uh many cities and towns are not a, are not built around just a single industry anymore so you know, one of the things, too, that's important in terms of the data and the demographic analysis uh, is what's the proximity to the next market area? Because you might be doing business in a market area that literally winds up just being the sleepy town where everyone lives because it's more affordable, um, even in terms of uh, we just had this in terms of self-storage. There's people actually moving to this market area, but it didn't have the job demographics. Well, what it is, is that the cost of living uh, in the Gary, Indiana market was much, much less than being in the Cook County or suburban, suburban Chicago area. So everyone's willing to drive to the diversity in the jobs and employment, but this, and the self-storage was there because you've got people that do short-term uh, storage for their students that are actually going to the college in Gary. You had a uh, commercial because there was a a person that was actually developed, they, they, they opened a shop and they're, this is crazy, they're making tortillas. So they actually have three units in the self-storage to basically be as a conduit between when the um, uh, bigger truck comes in and distributes all the tortillas to the other vendors. So it's really unique how the demographic analysis and even that job play comes in terms of proximity to a market rather than being in the specific market area itself. But all that comes into play when you're looking at the valuation for either a single family or commercial product. I love doing this stuff, man. It, it, it's a joy. It really is. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this certainly makes a ton of sense. And it is true to uh, uh, what you're describing is, um, is a pattern with a lot of major cities. You have uh, a driving distance, especially now in the age of... Um, e-commerce and Amazon effect where, you know, COVID obviously accelerated the trend where yeah. uh, folks are ordering stuff on the internet and going last to, to the mall and uh, these distribution centers and where um, like uh, the, the, the transportation hubs and supporting into the bigger cities and 
<clears throat> living um, today, and instead of commuting to the office five days a week, maybe commuting two or three days a week, it's a lot more commutable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely you know applicable to New York City, kind of driving distance, DC area, Chicago. I mean, all the big cities, right? I mean, if you think about it, uh, yeah. you, you you could deal with a little longer commute, but the data has to support it that the people are moving away into the suburbs, and uh, some distribution warehouses have to be built, and whatever's happening over there, that whole concept that uh, can can support the inv- investment thesis in in a sleepy town like like you mentioned so yeah. <laughs> it, the thing is that i mean in any model you know i, I look at it this way um whether and again whether it's commercial whether it's single family residential um when you're talking about the acquisition process it could be a motivated seller in a commercial space it could be a bank it could be some type of pre-foreclosure or it could be just a full market transaction. Regardless of how you come to that deal, at some point, you're gonna have to ask, how much should I pay for it? And what is gonna be the market value down the road? Where am I gonna be able to find my margin to be able to profit on that transaction? And the only way to accomplish that is going back to and solidifying establishing the valuation. And the last thing you ever wanna do is rely on the seller or some other party to tell you what that value is. You want to be able to analyze and determine it for yourself. And that's the space that we fit in. We want folks to be able to make really solid, intelligent decisions that they really gain that feeling of confidence and sense of control that they're going to make a profit, not when they sell, but literally making a profit when they're when they're buying, knowing there's an equity position there. Even if something goes crazy, they still maintain an equity position, mm-hmm. even if it just gets to the point where, doggone it, I put my capital in here, but at least I'm going to get all my capital out. I'm not going to lose money. And the only way to do that is to take a valuation-first approach. Yeah, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, uh, when you, you, you make the money on the buy, not on the sell, that's the good old proverb. And as far as um, uh, knowing uh, what you're getting yourself into um, is pretty helpful. I mean, you're getting yourself into a momentum play and you're paying a little more because there's a momentum in a town and city or you're getting yourself into pure value play. You need to get a bigger discount. Otherwise, why, you know, why take the risk? So there you go. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, th- that's that's absolutely great stuff. Uh, let's continue the conversation a little bit further. Um, sure. So portfolio, you mentioned this um, just a couple of minutes back. Uh, earlier in the week, we, we got an email with uh, you know, a portfolio of properties that are available potentially for sale. And it, it's incredibly hard to um, do the analysis on a portfolio with you know, hundreds of houses. Um, so the question is going to be right back to you. Um, if someone, you know, is looking to acquire a portfolio, and as you said, you know, you have to do your own due diligence. Yep. So, station like that, how do you, uh, how do you work with with investors if they're looking at a, you know, some portfolio, whatever it might be? It could be twenty, thirty houses, could be a couple hundred houses, could be even more. Is this a basically, um, um, you know? package package deal type of a gig where you're going to run all the analysis, do your own thing. And then the other big question, when you get a tape like that, mm-hmm. you don't know the condition of these houses, right? I mean, they don't give you, unfortunately, yeah, it's <laughs> almost like 
how do you do that? You have to go and inspect all these properties as a obscene amount of time. And, and how do you do the due diligence? You, you basically have the age of the property was built, the dollar amount they're asking for. Maybe they'll tell you the, uh, the revenues or rent roll or something. Quite often, it's, it's, it's an aggregate. They'll tell you, hey, it's 200 houses. This is the, the rent roll. Yeah. Uh, so they make they hide the problems and they make everything look like a single you know single transaction. But it's not a multifamily two hundred doors. It's a two hundred individual houses spread over some you know map. Sure. So just just curious, how do you go about doing this whole valuation exercise? You no, know, it's it's funny because yeah, there was two things. One is you know you, you always want to look at. Well, when you get into doing deals and you've been investing for a while or vetting investments, you know, one of the things that really comes up when you're looking at portfolio deals is who's doing the management, okay? And the first big, huge red flag before you even get into the value is, is it being small, small family, uh, mom and pop managed, they're doing everything, or is there a management company in play? If it's small mom and pop, then they've been doing the repairs. They've been doing other things predominantly. And that's going to take away from the value right there because there's no way, um, even with 10 houses, 20 houses, that they can really be sustainable in terms of knowing that these things are up to code, that um, the materials are sustainable materials in the property, so on and so forth. So that's going to be one of the challenges. But when we start looking at bigger portfolios, it's really, we, we just talk to the client, say, hey, listen, we can turn this around within a certain time frame. Um, we can do a sample of the population and give you back all the data, or we can do the entire population or some vari variation of the sample. In some cases, we may get a request just to do the market area analysis. Tell me, do we even want to look at these properties based on these zip codes? Um, is there going to be growth? Is there going to be an increase in income? Are the incomes below market? So we can get into different sets of analysis based on what the client needs are. But for us, it's our wheelhouse. It's what we do. So we can actually get in, get it done quicker than the, than the actual deal operator or deal analysis. You know, you, you're getting back information so you can make decisions rather than having to go get the information and then make the decision. I hope that helps answer that question. Oh, for sure. Uh, bef yeah, before you go do the hard due diligence and go inspect the properties, is it even worth the exercise? You know, you're picking them up, even yeah. ballpark, you know, yeah. are the sellers that, do you, do you, do you, do you um, I can even give you another example. I'll give you another example. So there are, as you know, uh, operators that actually engage in doing large multifamily. And so because of the relationships we have with our investors and those in the investor comps community that are using our data as well, um, they may just say, hey, listen, there is an apartment complex, Southwest Atlanta, just off of uh, Interstate 285. Uh, this is the information that I'm getting on the PPM that talks about what's gonna happen with this particular project. Tell me about the market area. Is this one that actually can attain the numbers that they're projecting? Well, because of the different and number of different market areas that we're in, but Atlanta in particular, because I lived there for a number of years, I was able to give, I mean, without even pulling data, um, some information about that particular corridor that that multifamily project was in uh, because of my background as an appraiser and looking at different market areas. But fortunately, I'm able to do that in about 20 states because I've also invested and work with different 
um, clients in those markets. You know, Baltimore have spent time in the Richmond, Virginia market, have done a lot in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Again, I mentioned Huntsville, Alabama. We're in Oklahoma City, in Edmond, in Midwest City, all those little areas around that market area. We've done a lot of deals in Detroit. So there is a wealth and breadth and depth that we apply, not just to single family, but also to just that market area analysis that can impact even a deal operator that's considering investing in a multifamily project based on location. Yeah, that's that, that's a lot of the great nuggets. Um, yeah, your, your insider uh, information, insider, insider knowledge could be very helpful, um, especially when the, uh, like you said, multifamily deal, the projections are claiming certain rates of growth when they're not there. It's, it, it's obviously important. So this is great stuff. It's been really, really um, educational. Appreciate your wisdom and your sharing. Um, Absolutely. Any, any final uh, thoughts, uh, parting thoughts? Uh, how would folks get a, get a hold of you? Uh, Investorcoms.com, right? That's, but I'll, 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 let you, I'll let you talk about it. No, definitely. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. You definitely can find us at Investorcoms.com. Uh, my email would be mark.jackson at investorcomps.com. Always welcome to engage folks. Mike, um, you've been a wonderful guest on our Investor Comps Presents Appraiser Secrets podcast. So that's also another way to get good information from us. Of course, we have a Facebook fan page where we do ongoing training and just value add content. So you can always be looking at ways to determine how to make a profit when you buy, but uh, we, we, we do a lot of ongoing training, stuff like that. But most importantly, I just want people to be successful doing real estate, having your eyes wide open, never being in a position where you're relying on someone else to tell you what the value of the deal is. Jump in, let us help you through investor comp so that you know the value of a transaction. MJ, that's, that's great. Appreciate your wisdom. By the way, I had a one final question kind of came to mind and a lot of people have been buying, you know, the, the coastal investors, the passive investors have been buying turnkey properties. And uh -huh. I mean, you sell some of the turnkeys and some other, you know, we know no, many people sell the, these turnkeys. Yes. And um, quite often people don't really know, are they paying the right price for the property or not? Mm. Right. They get a, a flyer, one pager from whoever is the, the seller of the, the of these, mm -hmm. yeah, the operator. Is this something that uh, folks can go on your investor comps and punch in the address and take a look? Are they paying a fair price or they're paying kind of a full price? By the way, the full price doesn't necessarily mean anything because the condition could make a massive difference, right? Pre-renovated house versus post-renovated house, sure. especially in this market, it's a day and night difference. I mean, so, yeah, I think, so there's two ways I want to answer that. First is, um, absolutely, we're there to support. You can actually utilize investor comps on a one-off basis or you know, have a monthly subscription with a number of reports and be able to look at those potential turnkey deals that uh, an individual will be looking to invest in. But I also say this, um, as you're doing that investing and your engagement operator, a, number, a lot of times you're being asked to bring, you know, 20% down. So you're actually buying your equity on a property. I encourage you, identify those operators you can engage with, um, America's Discount Home Deals, um, where you're actually buying in and you're buying uh, at 70 cents on the dollar, 78 cents on the dollar at the maximum, that is both acquisition and renovation. Therefore, you have 
built-in equity. It's free equity in the transaction. That's what we do, taking evaluation first. So it's, it's kind of a loaded leading question for me, Mike. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. But yes. <laughs> well, I got to give you a little a little opportunity to talk about your product because you do have a turnkey property model. And, and uh, for sure, when, when the investors uh, go into these uh, turnkeys, they want to acquire some discount to the what, what you call it, retail price. So, yeah, yeah. all right. Appreciate your wisdom once again. Uh, Investorcomps.com. Uh, and uh, we'd love to have you back. I mean, these, these, are, hell, these are great episodes. And um, thank you again. And I'll see you, I guess, soon at the uh, next CG or next Freedom Founders. I think CG is go. coming next. So, there we go. There we go, Mike. Always a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. And it was wonderful engaging with the Big Mike audience. Other than that, man. Thanks, and I look forward to coming back. Thank you, MJ. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fund Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fund book, head to BigMikeFund.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.